The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Marion Bacona, Carl Thomas, join us in the United States. And Carl, the United States team knocked out of the World Cup and Donald Trump seems to be delighted. How unpatriotic is it of your former president to be mocking a team that represents your nation? We've had this uh, for some time, unfortunately, Matt. I think it started uh, most recently with a football player named Colin Kaepernick, who knelt down during our national anthem before a football game and caused uh, some boycotts, which hurt the National Football League in attendance and in profits. I'm against uh, politicians uh, talking about uh, sports and, and culture and everything else. People pay their money for entertainment. They can get their politics elsewhere. Trump didn't need to do this. Uh, Rapineau, the uh, the player who missed the goal, missed uh, the penalty. Doesn't need, uh, missed the penalty. Uh, kick yes. Uh, didn't need to be talking about uh, you know American political things. Play the game for heaven's sakes. We've got another politics invading everything. We certainly don't need Trump now invading it as well. Hold on. Why shouldn't Megan Rapineau have her views on? politics and LGBTQ plus issues, the same as any other citizen of the United States. When you become sorry, when you become a sports star, are you supposed to be silenced on your right to have a democratic view? No. But it is a business before it is anything else. Uh, the owners are interested in selling tickets. They're, the advertisers are interested in selling uh, beer or tires or cars or whatever else they sell. And anything that interferes with that and causes customers or potential customers not to buy tickets, not to buy the beer, not to buy the tires or the cars uh, hurts the business model. We already know what these people believe. Nobody's mind is changed when they speak out about these things. And I feel the same way if a conservative did this. Play the game, play the sport, and if you want to use politics, uh, go and make a speech someplace. What Trump said on Truth Social it was that the American team's loss was fully emblematic of what's happening to our great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Many of our players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure. Nice shot, Megan. The US is going to hell. MAGA. Now, I'm turning to you, Marion McKeown, but I don't know why, because you know even less about football than Donald Trump. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I whoa, whoa, back up there now, Matt. I know a little bit about women's football. Thank you very much. And rugby and tennis. Oh, actually, they're not football. Sorry, you just proved the point. <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, this is, you know where this comes from. We all know where this comes from. This comes from the fact that Mike, Megan Raffinoe, when the, the U.S. team won fantastically back in 2019 she refused to go to the white house because of donald trump's policies against women and the way that he speaks about gay people black people the way he spoke against colin kaepernick she was look she doesn't i would suspect that she could care less about donald trump what he did was vindictive and nasty and petty and classic donald trump but she is an inspiration to upcoming generations not generations that should be put out to pasture like like trump uh, who as you say knows nothing about about football anyway. Um, but what, what worries me more is that you have these young idiots like Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA and Clay Travis who are mocking her. And, you know, they're of the younger generations. And for some reason, gee, I wonder why they absolutely despise this 
brilliant female athlete who's openly gay, who's a champion for equal pay for other sports athletes, which is absolutely within her right. And Cal, it's very strange because when I watch sports, I don't wait for the ads to come on to sell me car tires. I watch sports because I enjoy the sports uh, and I could care less what the ads are about around it. Uh, but uh, so you have, again, in America, this whole thing has been really polarized. But look, the, the American women's team, it was really sad to see them lose, but they are an inspiration to future generations of women. And that's what counts. They're role models for them, not for Donald Trump and his ilk. So, you know, I'd forget about that. Well, there is a connection between uh, the behavior of athletes and advertisers and the patronage of uh, customers. I give you the Bud Light person. When Bud Light uh, thought they were going to put out or did put out this uh, Dylan uh, woman, man, whatever, uh, and uh, the sales went into the tank. They lost millions and millions of dollars. So these are businesses as well as sports. And if the customers aren't paying and if they're turned off by the political views of people who they'd rather just see the sports than not, then they're not going to buy the product. Can I just say to, in response to that, nobody was talking about women's football before Megan Raffinoe before, in, in America. Women's soccer just wasn't on the map. Now it's got a massive. So, you know, everything she's done is good for the sport. Uh, Donald Trump should stick to, I was going to say should stick to politics, but I don't think he should do that either. I'm not <laughs> sure what he should stick to, really. He should be, maybe just stay in Mar-a-Lago because really this sort of thing. And, you know, I, I really disagree as well, Cal, that sports people do not have the right to um, express their opinions about politics or culture or whatever. Hold on a second. Were you in agreement? Sorry, were you in agreement with Novak Djokovic uh, and his anti-vax stance which cost him the ability to compete in various events? No, I don't agree with him. I I don't agree with him at all. But what's the difference between him and and Uh, Raffano? Is is any sports person not entitled to maintain their political beliefs and express them? I think he's, if if I can finish, I think he was entitled to do what he did. Uh, He paid a big price for it, but he was entitled to do it. Um, So, you know, that's, that's, um, you know, I I apply exactly the same rule to him as to Megan Raffano or any other sports star. I think that what America has, like American sports stars, Muhammad Ali, going back there and and countless brilliant ones have really used their fame and their talent as a vehicle for social change to help improve the lives of different groups in society. Uh, Novak Djokovic stuck with what he very clearly believed in. As I say, he paid a big price for it. I don't agree with any of what he did, but it was his right to do it. And he wasn't stopped from doing what he wanted to do, in a sense. Okay, I I should say to you as well, Cal, and I have said this to you before, Colin Kaepernick, when he took the knee, American football had only recently introduced playing the national anthem before every game. And the clubs have been paid to do that. It wasn't some sort of patriotic duty or gesture on their part. It was a deliberate payment that they took to actually do that. But let's move on. Your old mate, Mike Pence. Do you think will he testify against Donald Trump when it comes to the trial for issues relating to January 6th? Well, he says he will, but I don't know what else he could say. I mean, we've already seen his contemporaneous notes. Uh, He's put a lot of this stuff in his book. Um, He's been interviewed numerous times on various networks where he said uh, Trump uh, did lose the election, and I could not have uh, overturned it, I being Pence. I I abided by the Constitution. I told the truth. And he says, if I'm called to testify, I will, and I don't doubt that he'll say the same thing. 
Yeah, but little Mike Pence, a man who was about to be ousted as governor of Indiana until I came along and made him VP, has gone to the dark side, says Donald Trump. But that's light compared to what he's saying about other people and the threats he's effectively making against them if they do testify. How should the legal process deal with Donald Trump's obvious and clearly stated contempt for the legal process? Well, who would know more about the dark side than Donald Trump? I mean, he's the Darth Vader of politics. Uh, yeah, I think this is uh, this could be considered witness intimidation. There's already a move to uh, get one of the trials moved out of Washington, D.C. Trump's lawyers saying, I think, with some justification, that uh, <clears throat> the jury pool in Washington, D.C. would be heavily weighted in favor of uh, Democrats and against Trump since the uh, voting patterns of the citizens or the residents of Washington, D.C are close to 90 percent for every Democrat who is running. But I I think a lot of these other things that he's saying uh, could be considered witness uh, intimidation, witness tampering. And uh, I don't think it uh, accrues uh, well for his uh, uh, acquittal. I I think uh, it adds to it, frankly, the problem that he's likely to be convicted of one or more of these things. But you never know with Trump. He's the Houdini of politics. Marion, one of the things he said, in all caps, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. If anyone else in a similar situation did that, they'd have their bail revoked. Might that be an idea? Well, no, I I don't think that's going to happen because I think that would just create absolute havoc. I think it's really hard for us to understand in Ireland because you don't, you cannot discuss a trial anywhere before it happens, you know, and and the rules in America because the First Amendment rights are quite different, but nobody has abused them like this before. Normally, so Jack Smith went into court on Friday evening seeking a protective order after precisely that that quote that you just read out um, appeared. And, you know, because that could be obviously construed as a threat to any witnesses um, or anybody who worked with Trump, who was in his former circle, who might testify against him. Uh, And the judge, who I think is doing an excellent job so far, uh, Daniel Chukak, she uh, basically said, "Okay, to to the Trump people, explain to me why we shouldn't issue a protective order. And they came back with this big reams and stuff last night, just before five o'clock. Jack Smith fired straight back at them saying, you know, this is all nonsense. And she said, "Okay, both sides come in and argue, but they come in before Friday. That way, she's going to listen to both sides. Uh, She can't be accused of being biased in favour of one or the other, but she's moving this along quickly. I suspect that this trial is going to be heard early next year. She is determined to just move this along. And I think that the way she's handling it so far is very fair and very straight. But it is absurd that Donald Trump should be able to. It's never a case. It's never an issue usually where if you have a defendant and the, the the um, prosecution hands over discovery, which is only to be used to help them prepare their case. It's not to be used to feed to the public. It's not to be used to intimidate witnesses. And normally defendants won't do that because, frankly, discovery doesn't look good for them usually. This is the, you know, the prosecution saying, this is why we're going after you. So naturally, they would want to keep it quiet. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, is doing the opposite. And he thinks that he can use this to keep his base behind him and to keep them sort of ginned up and angry. And so far, it's succeeding. Okay, let's talk about the sinking wrong DeSantis. And Cal, what about his now saying that Donald Trump lost? How will he manage to win over the Republicans who refuse to believe that? Well, he can, and he's also had a second uh, shakeup in the campaign. He just got rid of his campaign uh, director in favor of somebody else. Usually you're allowed 
one reset in a campaign. But he is uh, so low in the polls. I, 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 the latest uh, polls show Trump uh, 40, 50 percent ahead for the nomination. But the nomination is one thing, as we discussed before on this program, uh, getting uh, elected during the general election is something else. Uh, I don't think DeSantis is, uh, is uh, going to uh, increase his approval rating among Republicans. Uh, I, I just don't see it. He does, he's not a warm and cuddly guy. He hasn't connected with people. And Trump, of course, has been uh, relentless on calling him all kinds of names, just as he did with Jeb Bush and others in the 20, run up to the 2016 election. I mean, he's a... Uh, you know, he's a, he's a bull in a china shop, and you've got to take him on. This is what Chris Christie is doing. Even though he does not have uh, high numbers, he's the only one among those who are running for president who has taken on Trump personally, calling him a liar, calling him a fraud, saying that he's unfit for office and all these other things, and he's making the, many of the other Republican candidates look like the weenies they are. To finish, Marion McKeown, the economic numbers are starting to run Joe Biden's way, but not his favorability ratings with voters. Could this be a sign that it's not a case of it's the economy stupid, that the Democrats would be stupid to believe that they can campaign for Biden on the basis of the economy when the consistent attempts to undermine him and his credibility by calling him crooked Joe Biden may actually be working with a large cohort of voters? You know, I think this is a real dilemma. I, what I have said, and I know I've said this to you before, Matt, is Democrats are so bad at messaging. I mean, if you look at the economy at the moment, GDP is up 2.4%. Uh, inflation has dropped from almost 10% to just 3% in a year. Unemployment is at a 55-year low or thereabouts. Um, and wages have have increased in real terms at, at about 4%. And then you've got the NASDAQ and the stock exchange, S&P 500, are roaring. Um, and people just don't seem aware. And I don't know why Democrats are so bad at messaging. I'll give you an example. Today, Joe Biden is in Arizona. He's doing an interview with the Weather Channel uh, to talk about a, a, extending the public park lands around the Grand Canyon. Now, that is very laudable. But he should be somewhere where he is talking about the economy and saying, look at this, look at this, look at what we've done, look at these top five greatest hits I've achieved in a year, never mind all the infrastructure, the, you know, the, the chip conductors, all that other stuff that he's done. They, it should be on billboards. They're just, there's no point in all, having all these achievements if you don't get it out there. Now, I know Donald Trump is taking all the oxygen all the time, but the only things people are talking about as regards Joe Biden at the moment are to do with the Hunter Biden stuff, and as you say, the kind of crooked Joe Biden crime family and also the the perception that was is being put out by Trump again very effectively that Biden is behind his prosecutions that Biden is behind this January 6th prosecution and the one in Miami and the, all the other ones and and that is what people are getting and and it's really you have to blame the Democrats and Biden for this that they're such lousy communicators they have the goods they're just not selling them thank you Marion McKeown Oh, sorry, like, go on. How could they? Yeah, how could they be lousy communicators when they've got the broadcast networks, all the major newspapers, most of the cable channels uh, in his favor? While Biden's in Arizona, maybe he should visit the border and not just the national park. Go ahead, Matt. Good to be with you. Carl Thomas, Mary McCann. <laughs> we'll be back with the six to six after this. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today.